0: Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and welcome to our live weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Colander, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is with us again to tell you what you need to know about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls. So please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show. And this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back, all of you listeners to our live weekly medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin and we are back again tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collander, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We invite you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, welcome again to your very informative shows. Welcome, Siobhan Cronin, my co-host. We are actually live from Miami, Florida, where the weather is way better. I'm sure than it is in Michigan, but... Absolutely, We we do have it's always better, right? But we do have a great show for you and we're always inviting you to call in. And we're going to be talking this evening about one of the issues that we don't talk about very often, which is mental health. Dr. Callender, that's one of the things I know you're into prevention, but we ought to be preventing mental health. And especially with what's in the news right now, with what happened with Will Smith at the Oscars. What's the responsibility to take care of your mental health as well as your physical health?
1: Well, thanks, Anne-Marie. You know, I refer to this aspect of prevention as self-care. And although self-care could mean all of the things that we talk about on the show all the time about prevention, I think of it as mainly as a mental uh, health-related challenge to be, Self-aware of what your internal environment's doing, uh, aware of your anxieties and what drives your self-conscious to make uh, choices that are bad for you. And, you know, what we witnessed on live television was a catastrophic failure of self-care that was broadcast globally. Right. And so, you know, that's self-care right you know so you know will smith on um, again went up to somebody Chris because Rock. he has yeah. internal mm-hmm. demons and they were triggered and assaulted him right on live television um
0: well whether it was live television or just on the street i mean it's just like and you know we talk about this all the time i understand that you know the health health insurance doesn't cover mental health care And we're on our own as far as that's concerned. But at a certain point, we have to also be mindful of our mental health care and take care of it. And it was just shocking to see somebody, you know, of that level of wealth and exposure to the resources necessary to get mental health care, who obviously probably didn't.
1: Well, it. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how much access to services you have, if you are not cognizant of the needs that you may have to manage, um, you again your resistance to care and your you know inner saboteur, so to speak, then you're at risk of damaging yourself. I mean, he's lucky he's not in jail. Div- you know, he may not care if he's divorced or not, but he's he's lucky he's not in jail lost his job, um, and is being sued for a lot of money um, over his actions, which, frankly, these are, you know, from what we know about, and again, we're not entertainment reporters, but from what we've learned, this is not like all of a sudden for him. This is a, a lifelong battle that he's not paid attention to. So the listeners need to recognize that, Everybody needs to be in some kind of therapy. Everybody's had a traumatic childhood and people do not understand why they make decisions that they do because it's their subconscious driving these these decisions.
0: And it's interesting because it's obviously not, um, you know, mental health is not talked about here. It's kind of you know, kept under a shroud and nobody, if anybody's in treatment, if they're seeing a psychiatrist or a psychologist, it's not something they, you know, wear a placard and let everybody know about. I think there's a certain amount of embarrassment that what's wrong with me, but, you know, we don't discuss mental health and I've talked to you about this a lot, like it's something that you talk about heart attack and stroke prevention, about preventing disease. We can certainly prevent mental illness from continuing to develop if we get intervention.
1: Everything could be prevented, but, it, again, mental illness is a challenge, but as we know, our health care system really isn't up to that. You know, do you want to do the caller, Siobhan?
2: Sure. Do we have uh, a caller? Okay. Yeah, we have a caller. Let's, uh, let's go quickly. We have uh, Greg and Shelby. You're online. We have about a minute left. Do we have Greg on the Hello? line? Hi, Hello? Greg. Hi. We have about a minute left.
3: Oh, okay, real quick. What's Mr. your Positive, question? Uh, my uh, question is, Dr. Collender is mental Uh, illness predicated upon genetics or is it all environmental?
1: Well, that's a good question. So we may have to come back at that one. So, um, you know, there's probably predispositions um, epigenetically to certain um, mental health uh, phenotypes, but uh, obviously uh, environment impacts everything. But I think our main impact uh, and, and discussion today is everybody needs to be, have some type of access to health, mental health care, because, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that we've all had a traumatic childhood, and understanding what drives our subconscious decisions is important.
0: And especially in Michigan, because we had the little guy in Oxford that went, went in and shot all these people, all these students. It's everywhere. And we're always having school shootings. Okay, right now we're going to have to take a, a short break. And again, you are listening to our weekly live medical radio show where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We are here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, about what you ought to do to prevent or reverse disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're back again with Dr. Brian Colander, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. After 20 years in practice and watching patients die prematurely and unnecessarily, he's here tonight to give us some hard advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. We're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800 859 0957. Again, that's 800 859 0957. We're talking to Dr. Collender tonight about the topic of mental health, but Siobhan, you have a caller.
2: Yeah, we have Keith on the line from St. Clair Shores. Keith, what's your question?
3: Yeah, I uh, I guess I'm a little bit off topic from the, the mental health. Um, I, uh, I was working the other day and I just happened to notice I do a little bit of a uh, side job doing some electric work and uh, it's not real strenuous. You know, it's not like I'm running up and down the stairs a lot, but I'm standing there uh, maybe putting in a... Uh, a box or a fixture or whatever and uh, I noticed that I'm starting to sweat a little bit more and than, than just like well where's this coming from I'm 53 uh, 6 foot 220 uh, in fact I, I just came from the uh, Henry Ford I just had a, uh, a I went in there and they, and they did my blood pressure it was 125 over 78 I don't know what that really means but uh, the only reason I know that I it was an injury but beside that um with with heart disease, is it a creeper because i'm starting to wonder i mean i don't I know how to do young I don't know how to do old and when something like this is starting to happen, I'm getting a little concerned it's, it, it, this is something that I should be uh worried about as far as just i mean the, the sweat was one thing, and I mean I have energy i can I can walk for a couple miles if I have to uh but it just uh it was just a little bit concerning, and I happened to hear the phone number and I wanted to call you guys.
0: Well, Keith, you're talking about symptoms, Doctor Collander. What's your answer to this call, this caller?
1: Well, Keith, you know what we tell people on the show is that heart disease begins early. You know, in your 20s and 30s, and we recommend starting to do a detailed evaluation around 30 years old. So, um, your symptoms may or may not be related to heart disease, but it's never a bad idea to get a full idea of where you are. And that does not mean getting a stress test. It means do you have plaque? Are you on medications that reduce inflammation that drives plaque? Are you following an appropriate lifestyle plan to reduce inflammation that causes plaque and chronic illness? So, is it a creeper? It's your whole life is you're exposed to inflammatory processes that drive infl- that drive chronic illness. So, especially when you're construction, you're around all of these, you know, uh, environmental toxins that also contribute to inflammation in your body. So getting the right kind of evaluation is important. Uh, And as far as your question, your blood pressure is normal. So that's not an issue that you have. But it's never too early to identify your personal risk for vascular disease and take action.
0: All right, Uh, Siobhan, did you have another caller? Yeah, so
2: we have a couple other callers. Uh, We actually have a doctor calling in, um, Dr. Maisie Gillis, I hope I pronounced your name properly, uh, from Bloomfield Hills. Uh, What's your question?
0: You did. Thank you so much. I really love this show. Um, I'm actually a clinical psychologist. I'm not a physician. But I just wanted to get the doctor's reaction to um, this thought, The, the Will Smith situation, I think was very much the intervening variable is arrogance complete and total arrogance to the point that he doesn't think the rules apply to him which is in itself you could say a form of mental illness being that well yeah of course it is right it still is something that can be cured but i'll let the doctor i'll let the doctor answer
1: well thanks for calling i appreciate you um the you know my exposure to you know i hate saying mental illness because it, to the to the average listener it might sound like you need to have a clinical diagnosis like depression schizophrenia you know that that's not what it means um everybody has drivers of you know that, that has some conflict within them so you know you know is I'm not sure I would agree with the idea that this was arrogance. You know, so I look at this as Will Smith has had, a, you know, again, a, a traumatic childhood. And even though he has tremendous access to health care, he's not a, a, a... Why did he
0: not avail himself of it? Right, that's exactly. the question. And How does so he get a pass? That's my question. He, How does he get a pass? He let
1: Chris Rock trigger him. Well, that's another question. So right. let's get there next. So, So he let... Someone trigger him into an inappropriate action when an adult who's aware of their, you know, what's causing their decisions and their triggers and is aware that their childhood experiences caused them to think a certain way and act a certain way can say, Hey, that's my trigger. I'm going to take a deep breath and and calm down. Um, Will Smith just got up and said, Well, I'm going to cure all my childhood trauma right now. And actually childhood trauma, when you let your subconscious loose, causes damage. Right. And not just, you know, physical, real life and psychological damage. So um, now the arrogance is in the the whole bubble he lives in that this guy was able to commit basically felony assault, you know, and, and, got, and got a standing ovation five minutes later. Right, exactly. I mean, what's with that I mean, that whole audience needs to be in therapy. Right. They should be booing him off the stage. Right. They should should have shut the show down right then and there and arrested him. He committed a crime. And kudos to Chris Rock for, you know, being a a mensch, basically. A gentleman gentleman and a A gentleman and, right, and saying, you know what, I'm going to let you go. You have enough problems. Right. Exactly. Well said. You don't need me to be a problem. You've got enough of your own. Right. So... Um, you but know- it's
0: interesting how it made all the news. It's on the cover of People magazine. It's on every TV show. It's talked about a lot. And, you know, they talk about the different aspects of what went on. Why was he not arrested? Why was he not escorted out? But the bigger issue is here is a person who is probably a multimillionaire, has all the money in the world. And why did he not do anything about resolving his childhood conflict and being able to get away with at 50 years old saying, you got to give me a pass because... You know, I was you know, submitted to trauma when I was a kid. I saw my father beat my mother well, up.
1: Everyone's had trauma.
0: Everybody's had trauma, but he had the availability and the money and the wherewithal to be able to do something about it.
1: And didn't, you know, and he, and he, well, whatever he's doing, maybe he is in therapy. I have no idea, well, but he is, it's it didn't not, work. he's not working. So this is, so the listener needs to understand all of you that this is, you don't have to be at this extreme. You know, if you are doing things that are harmful to you and you don't understand why, go and get help because you have subconscious conflict that's driving decisions and actions that you don't understand. And although there may be a superficial explanation for the, what you're doing, it isn't really why you're doing the harmful things to yourself that you are. You just don't understand what they are because they are subconscious. By definition, they are not in your conscious mind, so you are not aware of why you're doing it. You need professional help. All of us do. I, I went through a few years of psychoanalysis, and that's been my insight to this. I want to go back. Um, it's it's very helpful, and I'll say, frankly, for me, psychoanalysis has driven this whole growth. I would not be on this radio show if it wasn't for psychoanalysis.
0: right. But I mean, I mean, psychoanalysis is a, is a little bit more complicated and it's usually a, you know, you go five days a week and it is a lot more expensive and it's not covered by insurance. But I certainly think on one level, um, that mental health needs to be addressed much more readily, um, in this country, period, because there are so many people at different levels who are suffering from some form of anxiety, depression, whatever, and they're not, um, they, they, they don't know where to start or where to begin. But here's a case of somebody who did know where to start and where to begin and obviously didn't do well, anything about it. just
1: because he's got money and he's famous doesn't mean he knows. You know, uh, this, guy's got a, this guy's got decades of problems. Yes. You know, as his wife will document on her, her Facebook show.
0: All right. Well, in the meantime, we'll come back and talk about this some more on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you ought to do to avoid heart attack and stroke or have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7. We're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800 859 Zero nine five seven. Again, that's 800 Coming back to our discussion on mental health and the care we ought to be getting, Siobhan, you have a caller?
2: We do have a caller. Thanks for holding on over the break. We have Keith on the line in Clarkston. Keith, what's your question?
3: Good evening, Dr. Collender. Um, I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on the benefits of statins versus potential side effects. Thank like you.
1: Well, thanks. So we'll, we're going to Little off topic, but we'll hit this quickly. So, I use statins and people with plaque because statins reduce artery inflammation independent of lipid levels. So, for me, it, using a statin has nothing to do with a cholesterol level. It is, do you have plaque? And if you do, we should be on a statin to reduce inflammation. I make dosing decisions based on inflammatory markers, not on lipid markers or levels. I make decisions based on carotid intima media thickness level increases or decreases not on lipid levels
0: okay for more information you can call dr. colander directly at 866 colander siobhan you have another call
2: yeah so up next we have damien in grand blank damien what's your question
0: uh yes i wanted to see if uh, dr.
3: colander had a opinion on the fasting and the ability for it to um, uh, self-heal people and uh, any thoughts that he might have related to uh, effectiveness with cancer treatment as well. Um, my father has an um, incurable cancer, and uh, one of the family members had suggested that this might be uh, something to look into.
1: Well, fasting is a great tool for prevention and Uh, longevity. So there's doctors studying longevity, and they um, do fasting. So exactly how you fast, whether it's intermittent fasting, that means that you're going to only eat during segments of time during the day, maybe 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then you fast the other times of the day. Um, Some people do better with fasting for one, two, or three days at a time. And when I mean fasting, it's like a water fast. You can drink all the water that you can. And fasting helps break the cycle of insulin resistance. As far as cancer, um, we all know, or at least some of us should know, that cancer feeds on sugar. Um, Specifically, cancer cells metabolize sugar as their primary um, substrate. So, Removing sugar from the body via fasting uh, could be thought of as an anti-cancer regimen. Um, So I don't know that it would, uh, it might be something worth trying um, for your dad. So sorry to hear he's going through that and you and your family, but it's something that might be worth trying. Um, Again, if you're going to fast for a day or two, it's really a day or two every week or two, not like fasting uh, for any length of time.
0: Good information, and thanks for calling. Uh, coming back, Dr. Collander, we're sort of trying to stay on the topic here of mental health and the lack of people seeking mental health and what kind of mental health coverage we can count on. And, Siobhan, did you have any comments about the state of mental health care in this country?
2: Well, I think there's probably a lot of confusion about insurance coverage because I think by and large, for the most part, mental health is not a well-covered, area of health. Correct? It's, not, it's, not, it's
0: not discussed, that's for sure. Well, And your primary care physician doesn't discuss it with you either. So who do you go to?
1: Unfortunately, you know, the drivers, you know, the, the economic drivers of population that cause us all to see that only if I miss with the doctor have also affected the mental health industry. And so now you have clinics where, you know, there's one M.D. or D.O. psychiatrist who's overseeing multiple nurse practitioners or or physician assistants or social workers who might be managing each thousands of patients. So, um, I mean, it's a sad state of affairs where this is what our system has created.
0: Well, the standard of care then has no accountability when you stop and think about it. You have accountability as an M.D., but if you go to one of these clinics where they have a smorgasbord of people that you get you know, sent off to, you may be getting treated by a physician assistant who's got a prescription pad in her hand and able, and able to write prescriptions for medication the pers- person might not need. As a doctor, as an MD, you have accountability. There doesn't seem to be any accountability in the mental health clinics.
1: Well, when time is short, the prescription pad is, uh, fills that time quickly you know not for the sufferer, doesn't agree agree with you 100% where again my experience positive experience with managing my self care was through a more psychoanalytic bent um most of uh psychology now has moved toward cognitive behavioral therapy and again after going through a psychoanalytic process it's hard for me to really buy into um CBT cognitive behavioral therapy, but again, it is more accessible and anything that makes you aware of the feelings that you're having because of sub-conflict, a subconscious conflict is helpful. So whether it's some checklist that you make yourself go through when you're experiencing stress to recognize you're feeling this way and that you're going to take a different approach to managing it, which is kind of what CBT is, that's still good. Um, it rec- all of this requires that you are constantly aware of your thoughts and feelings. That's self-care.
0: Well, I mean, but people are not constantly aware of their thoughts and feelings. You need and- training. Yeah, right. But what triggered this discussion tonight is the, fi- the Will Smith incident where you've got somebody who's rich and famous and a movie star that assaults. Another, you know, another basic entertainer and gets away with it. And his excuse is, well, I was traumatized when I was a kid. Well, why didn't you get help?
1: Well, he either isn't, you know, he's either never had therapy or his therapist is competent. Right. Exactly. Because Both are anybody, in, right. Anyone who's in some kind of therapy for any length of time has the ability to check themselves in that moment. Um. Or they're just not an effective therapy. I mean, to do that in that level of public uh arena is tragic. I mean I mean, the reaper we talked about this before the show, the repercussions of that action are horrible. You know, exactly. I what comedian can go on stage anywhere in the world and feel safe? Right. That someone's not gonna come out of the audience and attack them, and it's okay. Because Will Smith did it and suffered no consequence legally.
0: Well, aside from the legal aspect of it, there's also the responsibility of the fact that he obviously needs some kind of massive intervention and treatment and didn't avail himself of it. Well, Denzel Washington not, tried to help him. If he's not availing himself of it, what about the rest of us? Or what about the rest of the population?
1: It just tells you how under the radar... Self care is, you know, mental, mental self health care. Mental Absolutely. Self-care. Absolutely. And again, we can't say enough that if you're alive on this earth, you've had some childhood trauma that impacts the decisions and thoughts that you have, that being more aware of it is helpful and helps you identify feelings of anxiety and stress in real time. I'm not saying it's easy, it's hard, really hard to recognize these things that are happening to you in real time. I mean, I've done this and I'm still having challenges with it. Um, so it's, it's very tough.
0: Well, it needs to be talked about more, that's for sure. I mean, it, obviously the, there needs to be an open discussion about mental health in general. We talk about preventing heart attack and stroke and getting into a, a practice that specializes in prevention because we can prevent many diseases, but we also need to open up the dialogue at some point when we see these types of situations about what about your mental health? Let's come back and talk about this some more on the other side of the break. You are listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question on the subject we're discussing and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800 Again, that number is 800 You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collander, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. Again, that's eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Dr. Collander, we've been talking about mental health. It's one of the issues that's often overlooked, not diagnosed, not talked about, kept under the carpet, and especially with so many suicides that happen with young people that their parents wonder what happened, what went wrong. It was a big surprise. I mean, we've got to address mental health because it started somewhere. It didn't just you know, evolve out of nowhere.
1: You know, this is another obviously major example of the total failure of our healthcare system to operate in a preventive mode. And the fact that these services are not available uh, to anybody um, is a tragedy because, you know, whoever you are, whatever, whether you're a kid, teenager, or a 50-year-old mega movie star you should feel that you can go somewhere and access mental health assistance without a stigma
0: right that's number 1 and number 2 getting the correct kind of help
1: right and so you know the the gap in care here is tremendous um you know we talk about you know heart attack and stroke prevention all the time But resistance to self-care is a major barrier to people getting healthy. And even though I'm aware of it in the practice and I draw attention to it um, as a, you know, because I have to. You know, I need my patients to recognize why they're not doing what I'm asking them to do. And actually, if you turn into the Sunday show, it's a gentleman I've had in my practice for 20 years. We kind of focus on who has severe insulin resistance, who's been resistant to my suggestions for a long time, and we're starting to see problems from it. And when the resistance to care, you know, causes someone to kill themselves or hurt their family, their spouse, or make, you know, themselves into a laughing stock globally, you know, no one wants that. No one's woke up this morning and say, I'm going to walk on stage and punch my friend who I've known for 30 years because he said a, a joke, which is his job to tell jokes. Mm-hmm. No one wakes up that way and say it. You, he, you just... We, and we're talking
0: about Will Smith yeah. here and, and Chris Rock, right? Well, at that's the how we started
1: the show. So everybody, you know, the fact we this is just a horrible that this isn't available. That we can all just kind of walk around the corner and consult a therapist about how we're feeling and get some real advice that can get you through the day.
2: Well, I don't know that it's even necessarily a stigma or availability thing. On top of that, it's that, you know, compared to other physiological issues, there aren't necessarily symptoms that you are aware of. You know, you almost have to have the awareness to know that there might be something wrong to even investigate. I think a lot of people just think they're fine. Actually,
1: I think it is a stigma and availability Well, it's issue. a big it's stigma both. in this country, but that's yeah. just well, in
2: this no, country. Of course, of course, that's true. It's a but huge I think on stigma that, in this country.
1: Because yeah. people know that they're not happy. You know, it doesn't even have but it's to where be to it's a go. conflicted... Right, I agree with you. It's your, we're, we're all saying the same thing. I mean, thing. and
0: especially during COVID, you know, you've got symptoms of isolation, loneliness, depression. And then the next question is... If I'm feeling this and suffering in this way where do I go how do I get to the next step who's going to help me feel better your primary care physician's not going to help you feel better maybe they're going to give you a prescription for an antidepressant but that's about your best hope here
1: there just isn't enough people practicing um self care I don't want to call it mental health because it, it's you don't need a diagnosis you know a, a coded diagnosis to need self, mental self care. Um, it just isn't available enough. It is a barrier to treatment. And, you know, if you're a, a, a 14, 15 year old, uh, you know, teenager who can't get in the car, needs their parents' approval, ha- you know, it's a challenge to get in and you're so unhappy that you're thinking about committing suicide, they don't feel like there's anywhere to go. So, I mean, it's again, this is just an absolute failure of of our primary care system, of our health care system, to not recognize that these services need to be made readily available to anyone that wants them without any issue. Well, we're talking about it. We're talking about it, but,
0: I mean, I'm just saying in general, it is not talked about.
1: And when we talk about, you know, teenage suicide, who cares about Will Smith? You know, I mean, that's nothing.
0: Well, I understand, but he's just an example of how somebody right. at the upper echelon of having the money to be able to do something about his problem obviously did nothing about his problem
1: right and yeah no it's it's you know it's hard to put into words exactly how bad this is in our in our country that this isn't something that we can get to, and the fact that no one knows about it, we don't talk about it on the show that often is just because. It's that's how under the table it is. Well,
0: there, were, there was also a time a number of years ago where there was no insurance coverage for mental health care and psychiatric care. And you maybe got 10 visits if you were lucky and that was the end of it. But most you know, psychiatric and mental health care is an ongoing process that's years
1: long. Well, a lot of our therapists would disagree with you and say there really isn't coverage now. And that's what's led to these... Big clinics with this pyramid structure, where you're seeing, you know, levels of 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 uh, providers before you even see someone who's trained uh, well enough to prescribe a drug or handle somebody. So, um, it, it's 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 just a real problem. I don't even know how to answer this one, other than our entire healthcare system needs to be restructured, retooled, reorganized, where this is. Um, it's a critical part of prevention. I mean, forget about even the mental health aspect. Recognizing that you need to take care of yourself and is critical to stopping heart attack, stroke, dementia, Parkinson's, all those things, and cancer even.
0: But it's unfortunate that we're holding the individual listener and the individual patient responsible for knowing what tests they should get. We're talking on Sunday afternoon, three o'clock, about insulin resistance and how you almost need to be your own advocate and ask your doctor, "Do I have this? How do I get diagnosed?" You know, you're able to diagnose your patients, and that's a great story on Sunday at three m, telling all the listeners to tune into it. But it's like mo- you're—we're basically asking patients and listeners to be your own advocate and have to do your own research and bring these subjects up and you know it's a hard journey and it's a big responsibility to to put on the to put on the patient
1: well i'm going to say this as fast as i can because it's a whole other show i just thought of right now which is i saw a patient who's you know i've had a long time and he has recurrent prostate cancer and insulin resistance and just like the caller that called in what about you know cancer and fasting um you know I'm telling my patient that he needs to live this healthy lifestyle, and he has a lot of resistance to it. And unfortunately, the drugs that treat prostate cancer kind of are harmful to us, but they treat prostate cancer. He's got to do better, and he's resistant to it. It affects our lives in every possible way.
0: Mental health, it's a, big, it's a big problem and it's a big discussion and we're not going to solve it today. You'll have to keep tuning in to our future shows. Unfortunately, we're out of time. So I'd like to quickly thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention, for being here tonight and for flying in from Detroit to be on the Miami show. And he's also, I would like to thank him for sharing his experience and knowledge not not only with regards to prevention, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne Marie Cronin, and we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Please continue to tune into our show Sunday afternoon at three, Thursday evening at seven for the latest medical updates. Thanks to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin, and thanks to the audience for listening to News Talk 760 WJR.